Hello! It is time for go to bed. And welcome to your Thursday. Your Thursday in June. With the Suze and Kenny Pick. Yes, I'm here. I'm just trying to get my headphone situation sorted out. One of them keeps shorting out. Oh, no, no. Uh, it's fine. The it's horror. Just... The terror. But now it's too loud. So, alright, that should be better. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Tomorrow is the Suze's birthday. Yes, it is. Did you have to tell everyone at the restaurant? <laughs> they did nothing at the restaurant. Yeah, but you wanted them to, but oh, that I was did. the intent. That was the intent. Because mm -hmm. uh, several years back, we were at a Mexican restaurant, and when I went to go wash my hands or something like that, Susan went and told the wait staff it was my birthday. And they came out and they did this large, embarrassing spectacle clapping dance and put a sombrero on me and sang Great. a song. And in uh, this whole time, this little kid was just staring at me the whole time, turned around in his seat. And I'm like, oh, my God. Great. Mortified. Mortified. I hated it. <laughs> I was red-faced. So... Uh, but, uh, yeah, so... I have to was... do it. Just stick to Asian restaurants. They're not gonna do that. They're not gonna go crazy for your birthday. No. Make a here... spectacle. Yeah, oh. Here, here you go. There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Laugh it up, buddy. Yours is coming back and literally, like, yeah. on the 15th. Literally on Wednesday the 15th. Two weeks from now. So. Well, and we got, we went to a uh, local Asian restaurant. Uh, yeah. And uh, got the Love Boat for Two sushi platter. Um, no, it's cute. And we have some leftovers for our cats. So, yeah. there's a lot. I don't necessarily think it's agreeing with me, though. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so here we go. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, <laughs> we've had a little bit of a slowdown with the holiday weekend. We did just sell something as we were going on the air. Um, Thank gosh, yeah. But, uh, but we, ha I mean, we had a... Uh, a big load to take to the uh, post office the other day, uh, but we had nothing yeah. to take today. But fortunately, we got a package of DVDs in the mail, and we were able to source a few things out in the wild. Went to a neighbor's yard sale and commiserated over a lousy neighbor. Yeah. So that was Gosh, fun. Gosh, that was fun. It sure was. <laughs> she, she was so excited to talk to somebody who, you know, who knows him and doesn't like him. So yeah, but she lives right across the street from him, and she was telling horror stories about how the police would like, you know, have like floodlights and ask if she's seen him and stuff like that. And no, but I will tell you if you would like. <laughs> yeah. So because he went into the hiding, he comes back. <laughs> yeah, we were right. He went into hiding for like six months, and now he's back. Oh yeah. So now he's back. Uh, this is the guy that stole a U-Haul. <laughs> Um, jerk, but, uh, 
Yeah, so um, we need to, I need to get some files loaded up here. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, we, we uh, also, yeah, I should open up uh, um, eBay as well so we can talk about yeah. what's been selling. Uh, and we have had a few decent sales, a few, few nice, uh, you know, nicely priced items, but I'm, I'm, um, um, and, and particularly proud of one, um, a set of audio cassettes sold overseas. We'll get to, uh, we'll talk about soon. Yeah. Um, it's cool. an audio book. Uh, and it's one of those things where it, there were no other copies of it. Um, and it's like, so I was able to kind of set my price and I think I, uh, set it at a pretty fair price. Why so, not? It's one of those things where when you're the only one on the internet that has it, yeah, you can sell it for $300 million if you wanted, but it'll take 30. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> So, uh, let me see. And, of course, tonight we're going to have chapters 25 and 26 of The Emerald City of Oz. We're nearing the end of that story. The book that we're getting to the end of, so I can find out what's the next one. Yeah, we'll find out tonight. Uh, we'll need something extra to talk about, because I don't have anything extra for us, uh, audio-wise. Because um, we were all full of sushi and lazy. Uh, yeah, sometimes when you're filled with fish, oh you just gosh. come home and have a little too nap. Too much, too much. I had to lay down with Tennessee for a little bit. So, yeah. um, so let me see. Where's the what we sold folder? I want to get. Yeah, I'm looking at what we sold. What was the well, last thing we talked about? Hang, I'll find it. Hang on, I'll I'll, I'll get to it. Um. Uh, do 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 six okay i'm I'm loading up files so i'm not okay really looking at i all. remember we talked about revenge for jolly we sold that before. yeah let me that was that and was, we talked about the rum diaries uh last week yeah remember mm -hmm. so i have the thing we sold after that you if you want me to talk about that sure what was it it was the substitute one through four DVD. Yeah. Tom Berenger, Treat Williams, action crime films. 1996 yeah. for twelve ninety nine. That was something I found at half price at Savers for a buck and a half. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. So yeah, twelve ninety nine is not a bad markup on that. Um, a brand new dvd copy of 2016's fallen a romantic paranormal angel fantasy drama <laughs> lauren kate adaptation sold for eleven dollars and fifty cents that was either a 50 cent or a dollar dvd i think that was from uh the highlander one so that's again yeah. all stuff in the black and then this one it, <laughs> This one's just silly. I, I know I found it at a thrift store or that uh, that going out of business old video store that we, we oh, go yeah. to. You want to read that one? Oh, it's opinion. the Rocket Power Island of Menehune, it's and it's a kid's Menehune. kid's. Uh... Go ahead. I said I think it's pronounced Menehune. Menehune. Yeah, 
and that was thirteen ninety nine for that kids show. Yeah, it's an old it's an old uh, two thousand four Nickelodeon cartoon, and yeah. it was done. It, it's like it, it was done by the same um, animation studio that did uh, Rugrats, the same creative team. So the style is a lot like that, except it's about older kids, and they're called Rocket Power. Don't understand that completely. Um, but it, you know, it looks like a pretty crap cartoon, but the thing is all those old Nickelodeon cartoons, they don't have them streaming anywhere. So, mm -hmm. so I paid probably a buck for that. Got 1399. Very nice markup on that for sure. Why not? And yeah. then above that, uh, I know <clears throat> what you did last summer. Um, I still know what you did last summer. DVD set, uh, 1299. Not sure. I'm sure that it probably was either a lot that we got from a person on Facebook or, um, or at a thrift store. So twelve ninety nine. Yeah. So you know, fifty cents or a dollar. You know, the, the and then, and then the one above that, I, I think that was nothing. That cost nothing. Go ahead and do the next one. Comedy. It's Combat Academy DVD. All regions. Nineteen eighty six. George Clooney uh, comedy. For yeah. uh, we sold that for twelve fifty, But yeah. A whole bunch of TV, famous TV stars. Jamie Farr, Robert Culp. It was a very early appearance of George Clooney. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Made-for-TV movie. I have another copy of it around here somewhere. I just got to locate it. Um, but it is... Um, oh, I think I know where, right where it is. I have a box of unlisted stuff in here that I need to start going through. Um and uh yeah that was that cost nothing uh you know i i think hey. it was yeah i think it might have been my dad's it might have been from king's king's highway uh so Good money money highway. out of nothing and then uh of course uh this one i seem to sell it in any form uh that i have it in godzilla king of the monsters 1956 uh raymond burr haru uh, Haruo Nakajima Kaiju Horror, um, eleven ninety nine. That came from a lot of things that I bought on eBay. That is that I've, I've paid. It was like a twenty dollar lot. Maybe it might yeah. have been a forty dollar lot, but I sold a, a ton of stuff out of it. So, but it's classic nineteen fifty six horror, and uh, yeah. people love their Godzilla. Yeah, and it's the you know it's the first Americanized kaiju movie, so it holds a, a certain amount of significance. That's true. Yeah, you know, then this one, this this one, this was... is a Memorial Day kind of sale. We thought, yeah, uh, to Iwo Jima, Thirty Six Days of Hell DVD, brand new World War Two documentary, Dale Reed for twelve ninety nine. So King's Highway, yeah. King's Highway, yeah, but we we were, I was, you know, I don't know, we could have this forever, right? But no, it's sold, yeah. yay. Yeah, so uh, then, oh yeah, this one was a thrift store find. I just found it recently. Um, the Roller yeah. Coasters of Cedar Point Amusement Park, two thousand four DVD, Sand Sandusky, Ohio, fun. Um, mm. And what was funny is, uh, well, I sold it for seventeen ninety nine. I'm sure I got it for a dollar or something like that. Um, but what was funny about it is I had just gotten 
in the mail a postcard for Cedar Point Season Pass. So I just sharpied out my address and I folded it in half and stuck it inside the DVD. <laughs> so, you know, so somebody somebody will get a little another little memento of some junk mail from Cedar Point. Um, you were happy to see the one above that cell. Oh, yeah, this was an older version we had of VHS. King Kong, 1933, the 60th anniversary tape. Uh, it was it had a little sound thing that we couldn't make work um on the sleeve well, like it was, it was like supposed a, to those, roar yeah like one of those old greeting cards that talked or sang yeah. or whatever you know it, it had a godzilla or king kong roar on it uh but yeah. the device didn't work so yeah we sold that for 10.99 but yeah, yeah. happy to get rid of it um bye I hope, and... I hope maybe the person i mean that doesn't seem like a really hard thing to fix but you know you could probably put a battery in it but those batteries are so stinking expensive you know um that's true it's not worth it for us yeah. um but yeah it is probably something that could be fixed and then uh above that uh really good movie i, I like this movie a oh, lot yeah. uh from 2012 it's called the place beyond the pines with Ryan Gosling oh, and Bradley Cooper, and with the soundtrack by Mike Patton from Faith No More. Oh, believe it or not. yeah. Uh, sold it for ten bucks, but again, I think that was either Kings Highway. Yeah, uh, no, no, Kings. Um, no, no, no. I'm sorry, Highlander. So that was that's all in the black, yeah. all in the black stuff. Fifty cent DVD, yeah. but you know we we've sold tons of stuff out of there. It was like I said, a hundred over a hundred movies for fifty dollars that we got that were all brand new. Yeah. Then here you go, Suze. You get the, the crown and glory of uh, oh, the, yeah. the next thing. 30 bucks for uh, Pale Blue Dot Red by Carl Sagan. A bridge, two cassette tape set. Brand new. Very hard to find. And the great thing about it, it's a foreign sale. So bye-bye. Uh, we, we've got our money. And um, even if they pull it out and the tapes are defective, which I doubt because cassette yeah. tapes are a lot, they're a lot, you know, sturdier than people give them credit for. I still have tons of cassette tapes that work. Um, tons. But this is sealed too. So, uh, and who knows? The person might not even, you know, want to open it. Like, well, like that guy who bought all his Marvel tapes that just wanted them for the covers. Maybe they're just a Carl Sagan collector um, yeah. or an archivist or something, you know? Um, Loves his Carl Sagan. We've got more of those uh, tapes. Yeah, we do have a few others, a few others. So that's yeah. where we stop. So you can see that's kind of a lighter selling, um, <coughs> you know, selling week for us because uh, people, you know, people were out having parties and buying food and buying booze and, you know, they weren't shopping on eBay. So, but right after uh, the weekend, things really started to pick up. But then we had a slow day today and... Um, we had some, yeah, some sales early yesterday, uh, and then we just had a sale as we started the show. Literally, yeah. um, uh, a Blu-ray sold for twelve bucks right before we went on the air. So, should we talk about the June first sales? Um, no, those are those those are for what we sold. That's for the audio segment. Um, yeah. for the break. So that's for the break. Okay. That's for the break. So, um, and one one item uh, again in there is because of a movie that's in theaters right now that we were able to sell it. Now, uh, 
where you know so this goes to um to the uh we, we obviously um are trying to market a, a lot of our Johnny Depp stuff right now um yeah. because we've had some decent luck selling Johnny Depp stuff but everybody wants to buy the rum diary because Amber Heard's in it <laughs> yeah so yeah. uh and we can't keep that in stock we've sold that a couple times now haven't we yeah yeah, and which is nice. We were selling Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas a fair amount, and we have a beautiful Criterion Collection set of that in yeah. in our inventory, but nobody's touching it. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so but we're 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 trying. Uh, you know, we we just got a copy of Twenty One Jump Street season one that we put in there. Yeah, actually posting some pretty fun and interesting stuff. Um, the uh, I, I forgot about this. It was in some unlisted stuff. I, I started just going through because we haven't been finding that many good things. The goodwill that we usually score from, I went to the other day and the shelves were wiped. They yeah. were absolutely wiped. They and they weird. were they were like, oh yeah, we have to clear out certain colors to make room for new stuff. And then I'm like, um, where's the new stuff? Yeah, because they had like four or five empty shelves. Um, yeah. and, uh, I, I did find a couple little things, but you know, nothing major. Um, but yeah, I was going through, so I was going through stuff that we had that I hadn't listed yet. Found, uh, a, a really fun copy of a Hello Kitty, uh, the 1987 cartoon with 15 episodes. It sounds like a really fun show. It's called Furry Tale Theater. <laughs> Hello Kitty's Furry mm-hmm. Tale Theater. Mm-hmm. Furry where, Tale. Where they do like, do uh, they, they do fairy tales and movie spoofs kind of yeah. and one of the episode is the wizard of paws <laughs> oh gosh too cute um and uh, but that was that's a brand new dvd has it doesn't sell for a ton but it already has one watcher on it i have it at 9.99 and i'm not i'm not gonna send an offer it's like just you know it's brand new if you want it buy it and then another animated one uh, this uh, just uh, JLA Adventures Justice League with Superman and Batman. And stuff. Just put that out, yeah. Um, they, you know, that's up for nine ninety nine. One watcher. It's like you know, just just buy it. <laughs> you know, stop stop lurking. Buy it. Um, and then oh yeah, I always love this when I find a double of something that sells pretty decently. Uh, I found an extra copy of that uh, Stephen King's The Tommy Knockers. Uh, we just mm-hmm. sold a copy of that. This one's much nicer than the one that we sold too. Um, yeah, and that's on DVD. And so we've got that listed. Um, oh yeah, but the JLA Adventures is Trapped in Time. Mm-hmm. What it's called. Um, uh, we've I found a, a nice copy of uh, of Jennifer's Body, which sells pretty well. Yeah. Um, we have a copy of it listed. We've sold, we sold our Blu-ray and our sealed DVD, which sell for a lot more. Yeah. Than yeah. The a used sealed one. sold for a lot. Yeah. And, um, but I have another copy up, I think it's 1099 or 1199. It was a former rental from Blockbuster. It's in good shape. This one's in even better shape and it's the unrated version. So I, I'm not opposed to putting up two copies of the same movie if there's a slight variation. Um, you know, because to me, it's two completely different products, you know, one's a a rental, one's unrated. So, uh, 
then uh, we uh, I found some uh, brand new stuff in our uh, a couple of fun twenty uh, twenties antebellum, a uh, very strange, uh, uh, creepy horror film, cycle uh, with Janelle Monae. And, um, I haven't, I haven't seen it, but I really want to see it. It's produced by the same people who did Get Out and, uh, them, or, uh, us, not them, but us. <laughs> it's us versus <laughs> them. Uh, wouldn't it be great if they did us versus them and then, then the, the monsters from us, uh, fought the giant ants from them. Oh, wow. <laughs> Can't imagine, really. And, uh. Point Break, that's kind of a cult classic uh, with uh, Keanu Reeves and uh, Patrick Swayze. Um, then uh, un- a used but very nice, uh, kind of a problematic movie series for reasons I won't get into. Uh, Jeepers Creepers 1 and 2 for $13.99 were, uh, you know. Yeah. So this is, this is all stuff, you know, old inventory that we haven't, you know, you know, haven't put out there um and then so it, for my popular i did put you know we did we have one amber heard movie called paranoia yeah um with like harrison ford and gary oldman uh but i so i put that in popular next to fear and loathing las vegas edward scissorhands corpse bride uh ed wood and alice in wonderland uh <laughs> Blu-ray in 3D. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then Susan re- uh, renewed some uh, some John w- factory-sealed John Wayne movies. So I just put John Wayne, an evil movie, John Wayne, an evil movie, and John Wayne in an evil movie. <laughs> so we've got, like, uh, John Wayne and Dark Heaven. And then we have uh, John Wayne and Two Evil Eyes, then John Wayne and Army of Darkness. So, <laughs> and it's funny because it, it's John Wayne Dark Command, and then it's Army of Darkness. <laughs> there you go. So we're maybe there's to... somebody out there who wants to work on their uh, John Wayne impression, and they really need those cassettes. Yeah, and they they can VHS. get some horror movies too. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, we did sell one of, the, and all those John Wayne movies were curbside pickups. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, we sold one, and we got the nicest feedback, and and I was like, I was so touched by it. We probably, you know, ended up making zero money after it was said and done because I mailed this older couple who bought it a couple more John Wayne VHS tapes that weren't sealed that wouldn't sell for anything. Um, and, uh, and we both, Susan and I put a letter in there and she wrote us a letter back. It was really nice just because the feedback they left was, was just so glowing and nice. And, and she was like, Oh, my husband's birthday is coming up and he just loves John Wayne. And I was like, wow, that's so cool that somebody left that kind of feedback, (laughs) you know? Yeah. But that's the thing. I mean, even when we sent them the videotapes, it cost us three bucks. We made more than a... Three bucks profit the first time they bought one, right? Yeah, I mean, we probably Come ended up making three dollars total after we sent yeah. them the free stuff. So you know, it, but it still, just, it made you feel good. It did. It did. It made me a little misty. So, um, and somebody's uh, got to be a John Wayne fan. It's not me. And we did just get a really nice uh, bit of feedback. Um, 
I I am notorious. I will buy any religious DVD, any Christianity DVD <laughs> that I can find, because that stuff definitely isn't streaming anywhere. Nobody cares no. about made for TV or animated uh, Bible stuff. You know, uh, I mean, what I mean by nobody cares is networks and streaming services and stuff like that. They don't care about it. It doesn't sell. It you know that's why you know. Um, it, that's why physical media is important in um, uh, for a lot of things. But I'll get into that when we when after we come back to the from the break. But I did just get a new religious uh, DVD today, and I love I love putting those things up because I know they'll sell. Um, yeah, you know. But uh, it will come as no surprise to anybody what we sold on Blu-ray for the first uh, first thing in this trailer uh, block. But yeah, these are the most the three most recent things that we sold at Voodoo Zombie Boutique. Take a listen. I'm going to send you up against the best. Yes, sir. You two characters are going to Top Gun. I feel the need, the need for speed. For five weeks, you're going to fly against the best fighter pilots in the world. You guys really are cowboys. I don't like you because you're unsafe. That's right. I am dangerous. The wild card lies by the seat of his pants. I guess when I see something, I go right after it. It takes a lot more than just fancy flying. Gentlemen, this school is about combat. There are no points for second place. You figured it out yet? What's that? Who's the best pilot? No, I think I can figure that one out on my own. Tom Cruise, Kelly McGillis. Top Gun. This here's a movie about the second most important thing in the world, football. And also about the first most important thing. It's called Semi-Tough. Oh, you don't come near me till you brush your teeth. It stars Burt Reynolds as Billy Clyde Puckett, a running back who lives for just two things. One of them is football. You don't give up, do you? Oh, you wouldn't like me to do it. Chris Christopherson is Shake Tiller, a wide receiver with great hands and beautiful moves. Jill Clayburg is Barbara Jane Bookman. Her daddy owns the team, and she plays with them. Don't look right, my daughter living with two of my players. I'm not sleeping with them, Daddy. Well, that's what I mean. Ain't normal. Now, they're all playing together in semi-tough. Okay, guys. I give. You got me. The story of two guys, a girl, and a football. And all the wonderful people they meet on the way to the Super Bowl. DJ, you pull that girl back, you hear? We got a big game Sunday. Their spiritual advisor. Why can't we go to the bathroom if we have to? Because you can't. The men who inspire them. Time was this country was pure. There was people you could look up to. Lombardi, MacArthur, J. Edgar Hoover. And the women who admire them. We have so much fun and not end up in bed together. <laughs> it's all about passes, but not the kind you throw. Ah! Ah! 
It's all about scoring, but not on the field. Are you kinky? Those ain't mine. It's all about the world's greatest game, and it sure ain't football. Leave on the underwear. Semi-Tough, starring Burt Reynolds, Chris Christopherson, Jill Clayburgh, and Robert Preston as Big Ed. A different jokes for different folks. When you're semi-tough, it don't matter if you win or lose, just as long as you score. If you were one of the millions of moviegoers who were electrified by the unbearable suspense and sheer terror of Jaws, get ready for Eaten Alive. Created by Toby Hooper, maker of the screen sensation, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Marty Rustin presents a new horror classic, Eaten Alive. Into this house of terror comes a handful of unsuspecting innocents. Hello? What happens to these people in Eaten Alive will give you the most chilling, terrifying 90 minutes you ever spent in a theater. Rustom presents Eden Alive, Mel Ferrer, Carolyn Jones, Stuart Whitman, Neville Brand. Get ready for Eden Alive, a new horror classic. Oh, those slim cases, those slim case double features don't let me down. So No, they don't. That keep was selling them like they're hot cakes. Oh yeah, so that was, uh, I had no idea that was, I, I probably didn't do much of a write-up on that because I definitely don't remember putting Carolyn Jones in there, and it also had a brief cameo of a uh, very uh, young Charles England, uh, who played Freddy Krueger um, oh, in wow. the Wes Craven movies, and it was directed by Toby Hooper, I didn't know that, uh, but uh, yeah, so that... Um, that one was out of a lot of stuff that I bought online. Um, and it was just a big stack of slim cases. I, I'm sure I paid 10 to $20 for them. And, you know, and I've just been, I've lost track. I've sold so many of them because, <laughs> because I list them individually. It's like people don't want to buy a huge stack of movies unless they're flippers like me. Um mm -hmm. And, you know, that, that person who sold those, I've, you know, I know that I've made at least $150 off of one of those lots so far, uh, or yeah. probably combined from like several different lots that I got from 
the one guy because he had, you know, just every picture, he just showed his hand holding a big stack. Of, and I'd zoom in on the titles and I'm like, oh my God, there's so much horror in there. And, <laughs> and again, these double features, um, they're, they're weird double features. Uh, let me see. Um, uh, so I got to get back to selling real quick and then I'll get to our feedback that I was talking about. And, uh, I, I can also, I can talk about some of the things that I just picked up that I'm going to list. Um, and I, cause I just got another, I just got another lot of slim, slim cases and I'm excited because one in there will pay for the <laughs> whole lot. Um, yep. uh, cause I've sold it before. Um, let me see listings. Where do I want to go? I want to go to sold items. Um, but, uh, yeah. So all orders, that's what I want. I'm scatterbrained all orders. And, um, yeah. So let's see. That was eaten alive from 1976 with, uh, the, the, Second movie, Crucible of Terror from 1971. That's also one of those DVDs that, what did I do? I jazzed it up and put it in a red slipcase. Um, and, or a, a slim case, rather. So, uh, that one sold for uh, $12, no, uh, $13.99. The person sent me an offer for it for $11.99 and I tried to accept but apparently they were like no nah, screw it I'll just buy it for $13.99 and I couldn't accept the offer and then all of a sudden it came through the buyer paid ship now $13.99 yay so love that made you know uh about eight nine bucks off of that um another one this was definitely from uh the Highlander one the hundred over 100 movies 50 cents a piece uh, semi tough and John from 1977, also a double feature with Johnny B. Good from 1988, two football comedies. Um, but you know, Burt Reynolds is in semi tough and, uh, Michael Anthony Hall was in the Johnny B. Good movie. That's the one that Judas Priest did a cover of Johnny B. Good, um, for the soundtrack. And then, of course, uh, $8.99, not a lot of money, but it's a nice copy, um, Top Gun, 1986. I think I just picked that up. I think I picked it up a couple weeks ago at a thrift store or something. I don't know. But I do have it on DVD listed as well. So, uh, But, yeah, you know, when a movie's in the theater, when Scream was in the theater, we were selling Scream a lot, Top Gun's in the sure. theater. Sure. Spider-Man was in the theater selling the, the prequel, the, the movies that came before. After Spider-Man, uh, the big twists in the newest Spider-Man, um, we were selling older Spider-Man stuff. So that was good. Mostly new stuff. I, you can't sell used superhero movies to save, save your life unless it's something really obscure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so feedback... Uh, has you know been pretty consistent. We're up to 532 positive feedback, um, and of course we're at, we have 100 uh, percent positive feedback. Um, hey. And uh, oh, pure Canadian horror got an A plus. <laughs> That's just um, Mean Streets A plus fast shipment description was solid. Happy with my purchase. Thank you. Uh let me see. But this one, uh, this one was for Animated Passion Trilogy. He is Risen, Worthy is the Lamb, and Kingdom of Heaven DVD 
box set. Uh, the DVDs arrived, and each episode was so awesome. I thank you for this, and thank you for your great deal. Great is all caps. You are the best in every way, and I thank yes. you. And I thank you again. These DVDs were a blessing. I appreciate you so much. Hey. <laughs> they were a blessing. It's a blessing, a blessing that I sold. I got them for seventy-five cents and sold them for seventeen ninety-nine. That's the blessing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> For people specifically, people don't want to go. Once again, it's not that we're taking advantage of people and, and charging them a lot more than we pay for it. Mm -hmm. <coughs> it's that people don't have the patience to shop and go to all the Goodwills and all the thrift stores and all the yard sales we go to. They just want to buy one thing that they want. Yeah. And uh, they don't want to clutter up their lives with all the stuff that... You know, it's like I'm pay a, extra. It's like I'm a personal shopper for people I don't know. You know, exactly. Uh, it's like, uh, but I know there's somebody out there who has has the, a certain taste in something. You know, yeah. So, um, but uh, vamp for a minute. I'm just gonna go grab the stack of DVDs off the uh, workstation. Yeah. So. Well, vamp. Talk for a minute. That's what he said. I, I thought he said vamp for a minute. I was like, whatever. But yeah, we um we go to a lot of yard sales thrift stores. We're kind of using our uh, enjoyable skills for shopping for good instead of uh, evil. You right. know. So so uh, so yeah. Um, the we went to the yard sale around the corner. I think I paid a dollar for it. I didn't. I really wasn't paying attention when the woman totaled this stuff up. But we only spent ten dollars at the yard sale. Yeah. Um, but they had a brand new copy of the Princess Bride thirtieth anniversary. Yep. And we somebody sold, want that? We we've sold it every time we have it in stock. We sell it. Uh, we sold it twice now. So something else yeah. uh, in a local retail arbitrage. Um, something we just sold on Blu-ray, and I got another copy of it, and we just got a some good feedback on it. Um, Satellite Girl and uh, Satellite Girl and Milk Cow, uh, a fun, yeah. fun little anime. Why not? So, been looking for a copy to replace that, and I found it. Uh, a movie, a sci-fi movie with Tony Todd. Tony Todd's kind of a big uh, film legend. Um. And uh, I forget what his big, big role was. Tales from the Hood. I know that. Um, and, um, but yeah, he, uh, or was he Dawn of the Dead? I can't remember. Mm. Uh, but it's called Destination Marfa at the Edge of Existence. And it looks like a weird, yeah, it's got a UFO on the back and people dressed up, you know, with weird face paint and stuff like that. Looked interesting, so I was like, okay, this this could sell. But this one I know will sell. It's just a matter of time. Um, uh, Orson Welles, Ivo Pear, David and Goliath. Um, and it also has seven other, no, uh, seven bonus movies. So it has Constantine and the Cross, Esther and the King, Joseph and his Brethren, The Great Commandment, James, brother of Jesus, uh, the pilgrimage play, and Herod the Great. 
but yeah, but David and Goliath, never heard of it uh, with Orson Welles. He played King Saul. I, I, want, <laughs> I don't know what year it came out. It doesn't say. This is one of those weird... This is like the new... These these collections, basically what they're doing is they're doing what the East-West DVD did, this Echo Bridge Entertainment. Echo Bridge is mm. the new East-West DVD. But they're that what they're doing is they're packing similar things like um like Sherlock Holmes stuff. They'll be like uh, you know, twenty Sherlock Holmes stories where like one's a movie and then nineteen or T V episodes of the Sherlock Holmes series, something like that. So it's kind of interesting. Um and I just saw this and I was like, Well, I haven't seen this one and you know, it's Orson Welles and David and Goliath. Come on. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Why um, not? You know, I'm I'm guessing this probably was from the sixties. Um or early seventies. Um but uh but yeah, this this looks like something Orson Welles was doing for a paycheck. Um Sorry, peeling a price tag off. Apparently he did that a little bit. Just wanted to get paid. Yeah, frozen peas and whatnot. Um, wine. He won't sell any wine before his time. Isn't that him? Yeah. Uh, um, oh, the French. What was that wine? Uh, Gallo? No. No. Paul Messon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Paul Messon will not sell the wine before it's time. Because if they do, it's not alcoholic. So, yeah. All right. So this is the latest Slimcase acquisition. Very excited about this. There's some good stuff. I, I put the kind of boring stuff on top here to read first. Um, but, <laughs> uh, let's see. Here's the two most, two most boring. One's called Omega Cop with... Ron Marcini and Adam West, uh, Omega Cop. We already have it listed, so this is going mm -hmm. right in my doubles. So, welcome to Doubleville, Omega Cop. Mm -hmm. uh, this one is a double feature of a movie we have listed, but we don't have the second movie, so I'll probably put it up uh, anyway. Uh, it's The Fat Spy with Jane Mansfield and Phyllis Diller. Yeah. And uh, Wild Women of Wongo with nobody I've ever heard of. Double feature! Yeah, so, and this is East-West DVD, so it's got the nice, fun movie posters on the staggered in the images on the front. Uh, nice double feature of um, the real Bruce Lee and image of Bruce Lee. And these are probably just, like, documentaries about Bruce Lee and they're probably really low quality but oh this one comes to us from PC Treasures <laughs> PC Treasures Digiview and East West DVD those were the big ones um oh terrible 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 movie uh, I mean Susan watched this uh with me uh, was it on it was on um uh, big bad B movie show. Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla. Yeah. And it has this Jerry Lewis and Cute. Dean Martin look and sound alike team. Oh yeah, that which was, is was disturbing. Ugh, so terrible. I mean, it, uh, <laughs> but it's a cult classic. So, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, this is where they start getting really fun. Though I, these are the best ones on the bottom here. 
Uh, <laughs> D- DVD horror double feature, brand new from East West DVD. These are all factory sealed. These these DVDs, and I'm holding them in my hands. Um, uh, Carnivore with Daryl Hannah and Rachel Ward and Joe yeah. Pantoliano. Uh, don't go into the woods alone. Carnivore double feature with Christmas Evil. <laughs> and it shows a Santa Love hat in it. it with blood spatters around it. Um, yeah, that's great. That is great. With Brandon Maggart, Jeffrey DeMunn, and Diane Hull. Don't know those people. Yeah. Okay. Now, this. This one. <laughs> this is a video nasty from what I understand. I remember them talking about this movie. Um, video nasty? Dr- yeah, in England, they had a list of video nasties. Oh, oh nas- yeah, 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 I remember. Nasties. Yeah. Um, and this one has Driller Killer on it. This one has some br- pretty brutal uh, scenes of somebody kill- getting people getting killed with a power drill. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, we got to remember to make that video nasty. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I'll put it in the description. And then uh, Drive-In Massacre. Um, and uh, two police detectives try to catch a serial killer stalking a rural Texas drive-in theater. That's fun. Awesome. Then this one, uh, this is the uh, file under medical horror. Uh, Dr. Tar's Torture Dungeon. Uh, yep. Based based on a story by Edgar Allan Poe, it says. Oh, it was. Oh, I didn't know that. Probably pretty. Fancy. Probably pretty loosely. Um, <laughs> and Doctor Butcher, M.D. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but this oh, Doctor Tar's Torture Dungeon looks cool from the little pictures on the back. Oh man, Doctor Butcher MD looks gruesome. Oh, Lord. oh man, that, that's disgusting. The, the, the they just put tiny little pictures on the back, but the one is just like this guy's chest is all cut open with entrails hanging out. But the real horror? No, it's not. This one is the 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 pick of the litter, and will pay for the entire lot. Um, I sold it before. I'll sell it again. Uh, Dennis Franz, Peter Strauss, and Heather Locklear in Texas Justice. Texas Justice. See, I was looking at our um, paid and shipped, and I could not find it. I'll, I mean... I'll take a look. Um, it did sell a while ago, so it might not be in there because you know the, our volume of things has gone up. So not we're not going to be able to see. I'm not even seeing everything. it in archived. Which is really weird. Um, I'll, I'll, we can start a I'll new a thing, look. though. It's no big deal. Well, you know, that's the funny thing. Somebody probably stole my description for it, so I'll just steal it back. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we don't mind if they steal this description, just as long as they don't steal the pictures. Yeah, because I chewed somebody out over that. Yeah, you're right. Um, oh, no, that's by you. I don't want to search by username. Um, Texas Justice. Item title. Nope, it sold that long ago. That um, long ago, but we but sold. You it for, remember? So yeah, we sold it for twenty-five or thirty dollars. Yeah. So 
um, so we can uh, definitely, you know, um, sell that again. And I, there, I see that a lot of people are listing it right now really high, which is not cool because they're they're basically once they saw what me and a couple other people sold ours for, they're like, oh my god, I'm gonna put this up for a hundred dollars, you know, and you know. But it's this one's nice because it's new. But it's so funny because I remember when we sold it. Um, oh yeah, this was actually in what we sold uh, at one point because I couldn't find a trailer for it, so I, I yeah, picked yeah. like a clip from the the movie and ran it in yeah. there. Um, but uh, this, uh, oh yeah, this the video company that put this out. Let me see, Treasure Box Collections, <laughs> Treasure Treasure Box Collection. Um, yeah. Oh I always like seeing Treasure Box Collection. You know, and I'm looking at the back here, and the font that they use, this computer font, is, it's like, so bad. It's, it's like oh, a really pixelated font. Yeah. It, it looks like it was typed on a... All the bad fonts. Texas Instruments. Uh... <laughs> uh but uh, but yeah. So um, but this this is gonna be good. All these all these sealed horror ones, I'm gonna get at least twenty bucks a piece for. Um, yeah. I mean, ki Driller Killer. I don't even Driller know. Driller Killer's got to do well. I'm pretty actually. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. I I'm... wouldn't buy it. It would scare the bejeebies out of me. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm going to search for this one, uh, but here's the challenge on, on these DVDs is when I scan this barcode, um, like 30 or 40 movies come up oh, because, really? okay. because, because East West DVD recycled like the same 10 UPC codes for, you know, a whole bunch care. of different movies. And, um, so, okay, here we go. Oh, oh, somebody oh, somebody has Driller Killer. They, they only have it for $5 plus 319 shipping, but it's pre-owned. Mm -hmm. Uh, brand new $15. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, Driller Killer, uh, you know, it with the right write-up, I think I can um um I can probably make make some decent money on that. Um, hmm. let's check out this Dr. Butcher MD. Let's see if there's, come on. Okay. Uh, oh my God. There's a movie called Embryo Pigs on East West DVD. Man, that sounds <laughs> terrible. Uh, oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. It's Embryo and Pigs. It's two different movies. <laughs> different movies. Thank goodness. Oh my God. I want that. Um, <laughs> you're just such a big fan of East West DVD. Oh, I know. Okay. Oh, here we go. Somebody has uh, Doctor Butcher's MD and Doctor Tar's Torture Dungeon. Twenty two forty nine is what they're they're selling it for. Uh, let me see if anybody else has that for sale. Oh, here's one of ours. Final assignment and the day they yes. robbed America. <laughs> I always love it when I see our. our are things because again, they use the same barcode over and over and over. Um, oh wow, that one! Somebody's trying to sell this one for forty bucks. Uh, East West DVD Criminal Affair in Dream Child. Uh, 
and Margaret. Um, okay, so uh, let me see if I can see sold. Oh, so you gotta find it. Yes. Yeah, ah. So yeah, I I can't find um. Let let me do a driller killer and I think just driller killer and drive in DVD ought to do it. See if I can find one that's sold. Uh, all right. Oh, no, that's not the one I was looking at. It was the Dr. Butcher and... Okay, it's a Dr. Butcher and Torture Dungeon. Um, uh, torture... Uh, dungeon. <laughs> My phone thinks I'm insane. Uh, okay, so... Let me see. Oh, I think Dr. Butcher MD is also Zombie Holocaust. That's right. Oh, uh, you got to watch out with those double double titles. We title them all by the double titles, hoping somebody will find oh, what they want. There it is, $28.76. Somebody sold the same exact copy. Pre-owned. Oh, it was pre-owned. I, can get, I might be able to get 50 bucks for more. this. I might be able to get 50 bucks for this thing. There you go, and that and that's out of the whole thing. Even if that just sells, that'll pay for the whole thing. And I'll make a profit. Still have other things to make our store look great. Yeah, and there's only currently one listed, uh, and it's pre-owned for twenty two forty nine. So I think I think I could easily ask fifty bucks for this and get it. So. So yeah, so there we go. Look at that. I'm doing research on the on the air for everybody. I'm sure you're <laughs> you're very mildly entertained. So, uh, but oh, we got a kiddo teaser. So oh. excited. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Adam suggests selling them both under the name Bad Medicine. I could. I will make a. I I tell you what. In the description, I will write. Get a double dose of bad medicine and snag this gem for your horrific video collection while yes. it lasts. So because we can write it up any way we want. Yeah, but the the title you got to be pretty specific about certain things uh, to make sure people yeah. find it. But uh, bad puns are always welcome in the item descriptions. So yeah. Uh, but uh, let me see. Um, uh, Wild Women of Wongo is featured on the film crew. I have a film crew DVD. I don't know if I listed it yet, but it was Hollywood After Dark with Rue McClanahan, Adam. So, and um, I do have a copy of Manos of uh, MST3K, but I don't think I've listed oh, it yet because yeah. it is scratched up. So I need to test it. Oh, scratched up. So, um, I'll stick it in when I'm chilling out in bed or something, and uh see if it if it plays okay um but that unfortunately doesn't sell for that much what are you doing tennessee you up to no good <laughs> slinking around under my desk oh my gosh you wouldn't believe the cuteness jeliza rose is trying to be my friend well, she's trying to sniff me and throw her tail around oh she's the cutest little thing you've ever seen your whole now, life she is cute. And now what I forgot to do was to put together a double feature break. Um, 
So, nah. Because I like to do a double the double feature break of an item in our store just to see what the things sound like yeah. you know, together. But uh, I forgot to do it this week. I'll do it next week. I'll just and get that's some. Okay. When I have some extra time, I'll just get some ready to go. Uh, you know, and record the trailers yeah. ahead of time. But yeah, maybe next week I'll get a get one for Doctor Butcher and uh, Doctor Tar's Torture Dungeon. <laughs> Chased um, by sea monsters, Foxfire says. Yeah. Foxfire, do you have any unaffectionate animals that get affectionate sometimes? It's so cute. Uh, I bet she does. I bet she does. Embryo pigs would be as good as chased by sea monsters. Yeah. <laughs> it so. could never be as good as chased by sea monsters. See, but don't you worry. I think the last copy of Chased by Sea Monsters is for sale. At Voodoo Zombie Boutique. Uh, yeah, it might be the last sealed copy on the It wasn't going to last forever. It might be the last sealed copy on the face of the planet. It might. It might. Um, That's why it's like $35. But, but uh, you would get a discount if you are a, a member of the chat room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Obviously. Um, yeah. But, uh... <laughs> But yeah, uh, chased by sea monsters, it's pretty funny. Embryo pigs that they see that's where that's where putting in a date and a backslash would work, where you put mm -hmm. embryo 1975 pigs 1977, you know, yeah. slash 19, you know, pigs 1977. And sometimes you know, on those embryo sometimes on those east west DVDs, they don't even have the years. We have to go to IMBD to get the years. It's well, like, and what a what a blessing uh, that person has that has embryo and pigs on DVD. You you literally have nine characters that are being used from. Uh, is that right? Embryo and P. Yeah, nine nine characters being used up. I have to write up a description for Doctor Butcher MD and Doctor Tar's Torture Dungeon. That's a lot of letters. So my the rest of my information becomes very limited in the title, you know. So bye bye. But you know, uh, of Further. course, I, I love that we were. I don't know if we discussed it on on the show before, but there was that one extreme cartoon collection. It was like extreme cartoon yeah, yeah, collection collection of cartoons, cartoon of car collection. They put collection like three times in the title. And I'm like, oh my God, there's so much more information. Superman, Popeye, you know, come on. Yeah, don't um, waste your don't waste your space, okay? Yes. Uh, oh, Tell people what they're getting. They're getting a VHS. They're getting a DVD. They're getting a animation, action. Uh, they're getting different characters. They're getting the work that was done in a specific year. Just tell them stuff. Don't just be like, great collection. Great cartoons. Yeah, and don't fill up your your descriptions with tildes and periods and parentheses. Uh, only use parentheses when absolutely necessary. Um, you know, so, sometimes you know I have to use parentheses uh, for a, an item specific or something like that that needs to be put in there, and would be confusing if it was surrounded by other words. You know. Um, yeah. so, but that's a very rare occasion. I do use apostrophes because if it's like, you know, uh, if it's, if there's an apostrophe in the title, use it. But if there's something yeah. confusing in the title, you can, uh, or something somebody might not, not search for. If it's like 
Mr. MR period, uh, you know, like Mr. Bean, you know, uh, I, at the end of the, the description, we'll type, or at the end of the title of the item, we'll type the word Mr. Oh, or if it's a yeah. number, um, you know, complete, you know, season one and they spell W O N E. I'll put a one in there just to yeah. make sure there's a one. So somebody can put season one. So, you know, just to make it easy. An advertising. No, they know that you have a certain space. Don't waste it with a lot of punctuation or dumb details. People aren't looking for. Nobody's looking for super. Nobody's looking for cool. Nobody's yeah. looking for great. I don't know. There, there's a lot well, of things people aren't looking for. What, yeah, I mean, like, I, 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 one of the lots that I bought recently, um, or I'm looking at. I, I no, um, I, I'm watching. Mostly older DVDs. <laughs> Mostly. Mostly older DVDs. I'm watching a lot that's mostly older DVDs. And I'm like, why? There's no titles. There's no titles in it. It's like, you know, just DVD lot, put the shortest titles, the best titles, whatever that you can, plus three more or something like that, plus ten more, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, um, you know, it's just silly what people will waste space on. So anyway, uh, we should get, we should go to the break. Mostly, um, mostly and, it's, it's boring. Mostly because we got kiddo. Kiddo uh, says hello, and he's uh, looks like he's blowing on something or slurping Ooh. something up. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I'm intrigued. So let's intrigued. go ahead and go to the break. Uh, go ahead and uh, play. Uh, uh, some old cereal commercials. Do it. Here we go. Come to the honeycomb hideout. I'm Mr. Big and I'm tired of small cereals. Give me something with a big, big bite. Honeycomb Nutritious breakfast for folks, honeycomb gives you a big bite. Take big bite. It tastes right. Honeycomb bite. It tastes right. You like my coat? It's made of golden sugar. Mmm. Tastes like the golden sugar coating on my super sugar crisp. Hey, boss, look. Yeah, a golden bear. Hold on, this is a golden sugar coat. Mmm. It's just like my cereal's golden sugar coating. Mm-mm. Golden sugar coating makes my cereal sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah. And post super sugar crisp cereals part of a balanced breakfast. I love your cereals golden sugar coating. That's why they call me Sugar Bear. Maybe you're sort of tired of eating the same old thing day after day. Maybe you'd like to try something different, something delicious, something with a marvelous flavor that just knocks the spots off any other cereal you've ever tried. Now, if that's the case, why don't you ask your mother to let you have a big bowl of crackly? crunchy, golden brown Wheaties Flakes tomorrow morning. Ask your mother to let you have a cereal you'll really like the taste of. Ask her for the big, husky cereal for wide-awake fellows and girls who not only start things, but who see them through. Your mother will be mighty glad to let you have Wheaties, too. For most any fellows or girls' mother wants to see them eat a big bowl of a nourishing whole wheat cereal every morning. And your mother probably knows, too, that authorities 
now recognize that Wheaties supply the very same amount of heat-producing units you need to help keep your body warm these cold winter days as a cooked cereal does. So you can be sure she'll be glad to let you have all the Wheaties you want to eat this winter if you ask her for them. Remind your mother to always look for the famous seal of acceptance of the Committee on Foods of the American Medical Association whenever she buys Wheaties. That seal means much to her. It tells her that Wheaties are a pure product honestly advertised. And another thing, remind your mother that lots of grocers are featuring Wheaties and bananas now. Ask her to get some of each next time she goes to the store. Try that delicious breakfast combination tomorrow morning. You'll say it's swell. Try Wheaties, they're whole wheat with all of the brand. Won't you try Wheaties, for wheat is the best food of man. They're crispy, they're crunchy the whole year through. Jack Hampton never tires of them and neither will you. So just buy Wheaties, the best breakfast food in the land. Now, what a happy sound. Snap is the happiest sound I've found. Me clap, rap. part of this nutritious breakfast. That's better than a body slam. Undefeated. And still champion. It's a honey It's honey that Cheerios. Time for go to bed. Welcome back to Time for Go to Bed, story portion of the show brought to you by Voodoo Zombie Boutique, eBay's coolest video store. Uh, since 19, no, since 2019, I think. I don't know. 2019? Wasn't that our first listing in 2019? I think so. So, uh, but technically just about, uh, going on about a year and a half of being serious movie resellers. Um, so 
But, uh, oh God, I don't know. I, I don't even know. When did I, when did I, it's been, almost been a year since I resigned from my job. Yeah. Um, actually, almost exactly. Uh, but, uh, yeah. 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 I think so, that was August. Maybe it was July. Oh, uh, no, it was June. I think it was June because they were talking about me going back in July and August. It might have been May, even. So, uh, all right. Let's take a look at uh, the kiddo drop. Un unable to thwart the Gnome King's tunnel with dust, kiddo tries onions. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Onions? Eh, I'm so sure he wouldn't like that. breathing onion breath on him. Oh, fun. Uh, very cool. Love that. All right. So, let me... Uh, Tennessee is, has a new uh, tactic. When I go outside and I come back in, he hides under the one chair, and then he goes whap, 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 whap on my leg as I'm walking by. He continues to grapple and, and smack me around. So, but thank you, Fox. He never this smacks me around. It's so funny. He always smacks you around. It's bonkers. But yeah, thank you, Foxfire. This is a great image, as always. So, uh... I will try and make those onions uh, yellow, white, and red. Uh, oh, yeah. So I'm sure Kiddo probably would, would try a variety. Uh, <laughs> Is Kiddo one of those guys, one of those people that eats onions like an apple? Because... Well, he's doing it to try and uh, get the Gnome King, you know, anything for a good cause. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's true. Um... Because he's on the up and up. Uh, let he me is. See. Let's uh, give that a, a little love. Okay, so uh, here we go. Uh, let's get into it since it's already 12 after. Here is the Emerald City of Oz, read by uh, Phil Chenevere, um, uh Chapter 25. So here you go. Chapter 25 of the Emerald City of Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 25 How the Scarecrow Displayed His Wisdom This amazing news had saddened every heart, and all were now anxious to return to the Emerald City and share Ozma's fate. So they started without loss of time, and as the road led past the Scarecrow's new mansion, they determined to make a brief halt there and confer with him. The Scarecrow is probably the wisest man in all Oz, remarked the Tin Woodman, when they had started upon their journey. His brains are plentiful and of excellent quality, and often he has told me things I might never have thought of myself. I must say, I rely a great deal upon the Scarecrow's brains in this emergency. The Tin Woodman rode on the front seat of the wagon, where Dorothy sat between him and the wizard. "'Has the Scarecrow heard of Ozma's trouble?' asked the Captain General. "'I do not know, sir,' was the reply. "'When I was a private,' said Omby Amby, "'I was an excellent army, as I fully proved in our war against the gnomes. "'But now there is not a single private left in our army since Ozma made me the Captain General, "'so there is no one to fight and defend our lovely ruler.' "'True,' said the wizard.' The present army is composed only of officers, 
and the business of an officer is to order his men to fight. Since there are no men, there can be no fighting. Poor Ozma, whispered Dorothy with tears in her sweet eyes. It's dreadful to think of all her lovely fairy country being destroyed. I wonder if we couldn't manage to escape and get back to Kansas by means of the magic belt. And we might take Ozma with us and all work hard to get money for her so she wouldn't be so very lonely and unhappy about the loss of her fairyland. Do you think there would be any work for me in Kansas? asked the Tin Woodman. If you are hollow, they might use you in a canning factory, suggested Uncle Henry. But I can't see the use of your working for a living. You never eat or sleep or need a new suit of clothes. I was not thinking of myself, replied the Emperor, with dignity. I merely wondered if I could not help to support Dorothy and Ozma. As they indulged in these sad plans for the future, they journeyed in sight of the Scarecrow's new mansion, and even though filled with care and worry over the impending fate of Oz, Dorothy couldn't help a feeling of wonder at the sight she saw. The Scarecrow's new house was shaped like an immense ear of corn. The rows of kernels were made of solid gold, and the green upon which the ear stood upright was a mass of sparkling emeralds. Upon the very top of the structure was perched a figure representing the Scarecrow himself, and upon his extended arms, as well as upon his head, were several crows carved out of ebony and having ruby eyes. You can imagine how big this ear of corn was when I tell you that a single gold kernel formed a window swinging outward upon hinges while a row of four kernels opened to make the front entrance. Inside there were five stories, each story being a single room. The gardens around the mansion consisted of cornfields, and Dorothy acknowledged that the place was in all respects a very appropriate home for her good friend the Scarecrow. He would have been very happy here, I'm sure, she said, if only the Gnome King had left us alone. But if Oz is destroyed, of course this place will be destroyed too. Yes, replied the Tin Woodman, and also my beautiful tin castle that has been my joy and pride. "'Jack Pumpkinhead's house will go to,' remarked the wizard, "'as well as Professor Wogglebug's athletic college "'and Ozma's royal palace "'and all our other handsome buildings.' "'Yes, Oz will indeed become a desert "'when the Gnome King gets through with it,' sighed Omby Amby. "'The Scarecrow came out to meet them "'and gave them all a hearty welcome. "'I hear you have decided always to live "'in the land of Oz after this,' he said to Dorothy, and that will delight my heart, for I have greatly disliked our frequent partings. But why are you all so downcast? Have you heard the news? asked the Tin Woodman. No news to make me sad, replied the Scarecrow. Then Nick Chopper told his friend of the Gnome King's tunnel, and how the evil creatures of the North had allied themselves with the underground monarch for the purpose of conquering and destroying Oz. Well said the Scarecrow. It certainly looks bad for Ozma and all of us, but I believe it is wrong to worry over anything before it happens. It is surely time enough to be sad when our country is despoiled and our people made slaves, 
so let us not deprive ourselves of the few happy hours remaining to us. Ah, that is real wisdom, declared the shaggy man approvingly. After we become really unhappy, we shall regret these few hours that are left to us, unless we enjoy them to the utmost. Nevertheless, said the scarecrow, I shall go with you to the Emerald City and offer Ozma my services. She says we can do nothing to oppose our enemies, announced the Tin Woodman. And doubtless she is right, sir, answered the scarecrow. Still she will appreciate our sympathy, and it is the duty of Ozma's friends to stand by her side when the final disaster occurs. He then led them into his queer mansion, and showed them the beautiful rooms in all the five stories. The lower room was a grand reception hall, with a hand organ in one corner. This instrument the scarecrow, when alone, would turn to amuse himself, as he was very fond of music. The walls were hung with white silk, upon which flocks of black crows were embroidered in black diamonds. Some of the chairs were made in the shape of big crows and upholstered with cushions of corn-colored silk. The second story contained a fine banquet room where the scarecrow might entertain his guests, and the three stories above there were bedchambers exquisitely furnished and decorated. From these rooms, said the scarecrow proudly, one may obtain fine views of the surrounding cornfields. The corn I grow is always husky, and I call the ears my regiments, because they have so many kernels. Of course, I cannot ride my cobs, but I really don't care shucks about that. Taken altogether, my farm will stack up with any in the neighborhood. The visitors partook of some light refreshment, and then hurried away to resume the road to the Emerald City. The Scarecrow found a seat in the wagon between Omby Amby and the Shaggy Man, and his weight did not add much to the load because he was stuffed with straw. "'You will notice I have one oat field on my property,' he remarked as they drove away. "'Oat straw is, I have found, the best of all straws to re-stuff myself with when my interior gets musty or out of shape.' "'Are you able to restuff yourself without help?' asked Aunt Em. "'I should think that after the straw was taken out of you, there wouldn't be anything left but your clothes.' "'You are correct, madam,' he answered. "'My servants do the stuffing under my direction. "'For my head, in which are my excellent brains, is a bag tied at the bottom. "'My face is neatly painted upon one side of the bag, as you may see.' My head does not need restuffing as my body does, for all that it requires is to have the face touched up with fresh paint occasionally. It was not far from the Scarecrow's mansion to the farm of Jack Pumpkinhead, and when they arrived there both Uncle Henry and Aunt Em were much impressed. The farm was one vast pumpkin field, and some of the pumpkins were of enormous size. In one of them, which had been neatly hollowed out, Jack himself lived, and he declared that it was a very comfortable residence. The reason he grew so many pumpkins was in order that he might change his head as often as it became wrinkled or threatened to spoil. The pumpkin-headed man welcomed his visitors joyfully and offered them several delicious pumpkin pies to eat. I don't indulge in pumpkin pies myself for two reasons, he said. One reason is that were I to eat pumpkins, I would become a cannibal, 
and the other reason is that I never eat, not being hollow inside. Very good reasons, agreed the Scarecrow. They told Jack Pumpkinhead of the dreadful news about the Gnome King, and he decided to go with them to the Emerald City and help comfort Ozma. I had expected to live here in ease and comfort for many centuries, said Jack dolefully, but of course if the Gnome King destroys everything in Oz, I shall be destroyed too. Really, it seems too bad, doesn't it? They were soon on their journey again, and so swiftly did the sawhorse draw the wagon over the smooth roads that before twilight fell they had reached the royal palace in the Emerald City and were at their journey's end. End of chapter 25 End go. of the chapter! End of the journey! I'm, I'm glad that the Scarecrow has a nice house and Jack Pumpkinhead has a nice house. But that's nice. Are they are they gonna have to move? It's terrible. Well, you know, when Putin comes in and he tries to take your country over, you might have to move. You know? The Gnome King is a horrible, horrible man. He is. He really is. Yes. So uh yeah, uh this is so Ozma's not gonna fight back. You know, Ozma's just like nope. Let him come in. I disagree. So, uh, let's go ahead. She might have something yep. hidden up her sleeve. Up you her, never know. Up her wizard sleeve? Yeah, I was afraid you might go there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pay no attention to the man behind the microphone. Um, no. <laughs> God, I and, could watch this film with this kitten coming out of the pumpkin all day long. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Once you listen to this and watch that, we'll, we'll, here's uh, chapter 26. Chapter 26 of The Emerald City of Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 26. How Ozma Refused to Fight for Her Kingdom Ozma was in her rose garden picking a bouquet when the party arrived, and she greeted all her old and new friends as smilingly and sweetly as ever. Dorothy's eyes were full of tears as she kissed the lovely ruler of Oz, and she whispered to her, Oh, Ozma, Ozma, I'm so sorry. Ozma seemed surprised. Sorry for what, Dorothy? she asked. For all your trouble about the Gnome King, was the reply. Ozma laughed with genuine amusement. Why, that does not trouble me a bit, dear princess, she replied. Then, looking around at the sad faces of her friends, she added, Have you all been worrying about this tunnel? We have, they exclaimed in a chorus. Well, perhaps it is more serious than I imagined, admitted the fair ruler, but I haven't given the matter much thought. After dinner we will all meet together and talk it over. So they went to their rooms and prepared for dinner, and Dorothy dressed herself in her prettiest gown and put on her coronet, for she thought that this might be the last time she would ever appear as a princess of Oz. The Scarecrow, the Tin Woodman, and Jack Pumpkinhead all sat at the dinner table, although none of them was made so he could eat. Usually they served to enliven the meal with their merry talk, but tonight all seemed strangely silent and uneasy. As soon as the dinner was finished, 
Ozma led the company to her private room in which hung the magic picture. When they had seated themselves, the Scarecrow was the first to speak. Is the Gnome King's tunnel finished, Ozma? he asked. It was completed today, she replied. They have built it right under my palace grounds, and it ends in front of the Forbidden Fountain. Nothing but a crust of earth remains to separate our enemies from us, and when they march here they will easily break through this crust and rush upon us. Who will assist the Gnome King? inquired the Scarecrow. The Whimsies, the Growlywogs, and the Fanfasms, she replied. I watched today in my magic picture the messengers whom the Gnome King sent to all these people to summon them to assemble in his great caverns. Let us see what they are doing now, suggested the Tin Woodman. So Ozma wished to see the Gnome King's cavern, and at once the landscape faded from the magic picture and was replaced by the scene then being enacted in the jeweled cavern of King Roquat. A wild and startling scene it was which the Oz people beheld. Before the Gnome King stood the chief of the Whimsies and the grand Galliput of the Growlywogs, surrounded by their most skillful generals. Very fierce and powerful they looked, so that even the Gnome King and General Guff, who stood beside his master, seemed a bit fearful in the presence of their allies. Now a still more formidable creature entered the cavern. It was the first and foremost of the Fanfasms, and he proudly sat down in King Roquat's own throne and demanded the right to lead his forces through the tunnel in advance of all the others. The first and foremost now appeared to all eyes in his hairy skin and the bear's head. What his real form was, even Roquat did not know. Through the arches leading into the vast series of caverns that lay beyond the throne room of King Roquat could be seen ranks upon ranks of the invaders, thousands of fanfasms, growly wogs, and whimsies standing in serried lines, while behind them were massed the thousands upon thousands of General Guff's own army of gnomes. Listen! whispered Ozma. I think we can hear what they are saying. So they kept still and listened. Is it all ready? demanded the first and foremost haughtily. The tunnel is finally completed, replied General Guff. How long will it take us to march to the Emerald City? asked the Grand Galliput of the Growlywogs. If we start at midnight, replied the Gnome King, we shall arrive at the Emerald City by daybreak. Then, while all the Oz people are sleeping, we will capture them and make them our slaves. After that, we will destroy the city itself and march through the land of Oz, burning and devastating as we go. Good, cried the first and foremost. When we get through with Oz, it will be a desert wilderness. Ozma shall be my slave. She shall be my slave, shouted the Grand Galliput angrily. We'll decide that by and by, said King Roquat hastily. Don't let us quarrel now, friends. First let us conquer Oz, and then we will divide the spoils of war in a satisfactory manner. The first and foremost smiled wickedly, but he only said, I and my fanfasms go first. For nothing on earth can oppose our power. 
They all agreed to that, knowing the Phanfasms to be the mightiest of the combined forces. King Roquat now invited them to attend a banquet he had prepared, where they might occupy themselves in eating and drinking until midnight arrived. As they had now seen and heard all of the plot against them that they cared to, Ozma allowed her magic picture to fade away. Then she turned to her friends and said, Our enemies will be here sooner than I expected. What do you advise me to do? It is now too late to assemble our people, said the tin woodman despondently. If you had allowed me to arm and drill my winkies, we might have put up a good fight and destroyed many of our enemies before we were conquered. The munchkins are good fighters, too, said Ambi Ambi, and so are the gillikins. But I do not wish to fight, declared Ozma firmly. No one has the right to destroy any living creatures, however evil they may be, or to hurt them or make them unhappy. I will not fight even to save my kingdom. The Nome King is not so particular, remarked the Scarecrow. He intends to destroy us all and ruin our beautiful country. Because the Nome King intends to do evil is no excuse for my doing the same, replied Ozma. Self-preservation is the first law of nature, quoted the Shaggy Man. True, she said readily, I would like to discover a plan to save ourselves without fighting. That seemed a hopeless task to them, but realizing that Ozma was determined not to fight, they tried to think of some means that might promise escape. Couldn't we bribe our enemies by giving them a lot of emeralds and gold? asked Jack Pumpkinhead. No, because they believe they are able to take everything we have, replied the ruler. I have thought of something, said Dorothy. What is it, dear? asked Ozma. Let us use the magic belt to wish all of us in Kansas. We will put some emeralds in our pockets and can sell them in Topeka for enough to pay off the mortgage on Uncle Henry's farm. Then we can all live together and be happy. A clever idea, exclaimed the Scarecrow. Kansas is a very good country. I've been there, said the Shaggy Man. That seems to me an excellent plan, approved the Tin Woodman. No, said Ozma decidedly. Never will I desert my people and leave them to so cruel a fate. I will use the magic belt to send the rest of you to Kansas if you wish. But if my beloved country must be destroyed and my people enslaved, I will remain and share their fate. Quite right, asserted the Scarecrow, sighing. I will remain with you. And so will I, declared the Tin Woodman and the Shaggy Man and Jack Pumpkinhead in turn. Tick-Tock, the Machine Man, also said he intended to stand by Ozma. For, said he, I should be of no use at all in Kansas. For my part, announced Dorothy gravely, if the ruler of Oz must not desert her people, a princess of Oz has no right to run away either. I'm willing to become a slave with the rest of you, so all we can do with the magic belt is to use it to send Uncle Henry and Aunt Em back to Kansas. I've been a slave all my life, Aunt Em sighed with considerable cheerfulness, and so has Henry. I guess we won't go back to Kansas anyway. I'd rather take my chances with the rest of you. Ozma smiled upon them all gratefully. There is no need to despair just yet, she said. I'll get up early tomorrow morning and be at the Forbidden Fountain when the fierce warriors break through the crust of the earth. 
I will speak to them pleasantly, and perhaps they won't be so very bad after all. Why do they call it the Forbidden Fountain? asked Dorothy thoughtfully. Don't you know, dear? returned Ozma, surprised. No, said Dorothy. Of course I've seen the fountain in the palace grounds ever since I first came to Oz, and I've read the sign which says all persons are forbidden to drink at this fountain, but I never knew why they were forbidden. The water seems clear and sparkling, and it bubbles up in a golden basin all the time. That water, declared Ozma gravely, is the most dangerous thing in all the land of Oz. It is the water of oblivion. What does that mean? asked Dorothy. Whoever drinks at the Forbidden Fountain at once forgets everything he has ever known, Ozma asserted. It wouldn't be a bad way to forget our troubles, suggested Uncle Henry. That is true, but you would forget everything else and become as ignorant as a baby, returned Ozma. Does it make one crazy? asked Dorothy. No, it only makes one forget, replied the girl ruler. It is said that once long, long ago a wicked king ruled Oz and made himself and all his people very miserable and unhappy. So Glinda the good sorceress placed this fountain here, and the king drank of its water and forgot all his wickedness. His mind became innocent and vacant, and when he learned the things of life again they were all good things. But the people remembered how wicked their king had been, and were still afraid of him. Therefore he made them all drink of the water of oblivion and forget everything they had known, so that they became as simple and innocent as their king. After that they all grew wise together, and their wisdom was good, so that peace and happiness reigned in the land. But for fear someone might drink of the water again, and in an instant forget all he had learned, the king put that sign upon the fountain where it has remained for many centuries up to this very day. They had all listened intently to Ozma's story, and when she finished speaking there was a long period of silence, while all thought upon the curious magical power of the water of oblivion. Finally the scarecrow's painted face took on a broad smile that stretched the cloth as far as it would go. How thankful I am, he said, that I have such an excellent assortment of brains. I gave you the best brains I ever mixed, declared the wizard with an air of pride. You did indeed, agreed the scarecrow, and they work so splendidly that they have found a way to save Oz, to save us all. I'm glad to hear that, said the wizard. We never needed saving more than we do just now. Do you mean to say you can save us from those awful fanfasms and growly wogs and whimsies? asked Dorothy eagerly. I'm sure of it, my dear, asserted the scarecrow, still smiling genially. Tell us how, cried the tin woodman. Not now, said the scarecrow. You may all go to bed, and I advise you to forget your worries just as completely as if you had drunk of the water of oblivion in the forbidden fountain. I'm going to stay here and tell my plan to Ozma alone, but if you will all be at the Forbidden Fountain at daybreak, you will see how easily we will save the kingdom when our enemies break through the crust of earth and come from the tunnel. So they went away and let the Scarecrow and Ozma alone, but Dorothy could not sleep a wink all night. He is only a Scarecrow, she said to herself, 
and I'm not sure that his mixed brains are as clever as he thinks they are. But she knew that if the Scarecrow's plan failed, they were all lost, so she tried to have faith in him. End of chapter 26 All right, there you go. That's that. That might be called a cliffhanger. It might be called a cliffhanger. So, all right. Well, you have you you uh, have a list of where we're going to go after this. We still have a few chapters left to go, but just uh, you know, if you want to rattle I off, I gave it to you, but I passed it. I put it in the chat room also. Well, um, let's document it on the show too. You can read from it, and yeah, uh, I um after the Emerald Road of Oz, the Emerald City of Oz. Mm-hmm. Next is Patchwork. Girl of Oz from 1913, TikTok of Oz from 1914, cool. Scarecrow of Oz 1915, Rinky Tink in Oz 1916, The P- Lost Princess of Oz 1917, nice. The Tin Woodsman of Oz 1918, The Magic of Oz 1919, and Glenda of Oz 1920 is the last. Frank L. Baum book, uh, which is like 102 years ago, but uh, yeah, then, then it goes on with other authors, but yeah, those yeah. are the last bomb ones. So we were next to the patchwork, uh, Girl of Oz was one of my favorites. Oh. So that that's the next one, the patchwork Girl of Oz? Yeah, the patchwork girl. Okay, that's interesting. So does it have a lot of characters that are that are in these books, or is it like kind of new stuff? I think it's all new stuff, all new characters. Uh, they interact with the old characters, but like they're just really good at throwing more characters at you. Yeah. What does Ambi? What does Ambi Ambi look like? I always forget. Mombi. Ambi Ambi. Ambi Ambi. Yeah, they uh, they they're hanging out with them. Oh, I don't know. Ambi Ambi. I know that Mombi's a witch. Yeah, it's not Mombi I'm talking about. I know who Mombi is. So I'm not sure what Ambi Ambi looks like. But um, yeah. So uh, but though this is this is kind of exciting. We're uh, getting into some uh, some more fun stuff here. Yeah, definitely. I hope you like the story. I hope you like it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. So, uh... A private, ambi-ambi, a private in the, former private in the, in the Books of Oz. Yeah, so... There's a picture of him. Cool. He just looks like a general. So the Patchwork Girl, what do you remember about that story? Uh, it's, it's another story about a Patchwork Girl, you know, a, a person... That was brought to life with the magic of life. A golem. A golem. Another golem. Brought to life and not very pretentious since she's made out of patchwork. Yeah. And, and she really looks just terrifying. Yeah. So, yeah, there's Zombie Ambi. Oh, okay. The Ambi. Fun. They refuse to fight, unlike... Well, they're they're being invaded and they refuse to fight. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Yeah, but uh, they've got 
clever magic. We don't have magic in this world, so, you know. Yeah, that's also true. Also true. But uh, yeah, the the patchwork girl uh, sounds interesting, and but she. But yeah, she's just a, a someone made out of patchwork. She's, you know, she has button eyes. She's really kind of horrifying, and she has some yarn for hair, and uh, she's made out of patchwork, and uh, the, someone just sprinkled the magic life, the magic of life on him, and and made her come to life, and she's very fun and. I just I, I like the new the new characters. I like it when he just makes out a makes up a character, you know. Yeah. So. Oh, for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah. So looks like uh, we're getting uh, down to the wire here, and I'm out of material. So <laughs> I don't see any crime in us uh, maybe wrapping things up uh, sooner. That'd be than fine normal. by me. And, uh, but yeah, so, but we hope everybody is, uh, had a good time tonight and hoping we... people are enjoying your spring mid to late spring. Yeah. Hope you're enjoying the weather. Um, we called back the air conditioning guy and said, Hey, give us a quote. We want air conditioning. <laughs> We've lived without it for the last 20 years, but we want to try it. Yeah, Come what the on. hell? What the hell? Everybody else has air conditioning. All the kids are doing it. All the kids are doing it, yeah. So, so. uh yeah, and uh and then I'll cut down on Oh my god, those awful little gnats that come in through the screens. I hate them. They come in. You see cuz Ken Ken is very sweet. People don't maybe you know people don't know this cuz they don't see you every day. Ken is very sweet, and bugs love him. Bugs fly right at him in his face. In my They're nose. They're attracted. And he washes himself on a daily basis. In the summer, sometimes twice. They still just, mmm. They love his, they, they smell him, and they want to be near him. And it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's, there's the, patch the patchwork world. world oh, Isn't she terrifying? She's oh, kind of terrifying. Lord. That is a little, that's kind of scary. Kind of so, scary. Uh, but, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, everybody check out uh, our show tomorrow. It came from Cleveland for a lot of fun, fun, fun stuff. Um, and uh, we will uh, we'll have a nice time for the nice people. Yeah. But, um, and, Suze, I'll give you the last word. You got uh, a couple minutes if you feel like uh, discussing. That's it. I got it. You guys have a good night, and it was lovely hanging out with you and posting pictures of your animals. Please do that. Get some pictures of your animals. Post them next week. I love it. It's it's like I can have other animals and not have to feed them, but I do have to feed these animals because they're angry at me. Oh, they're getting angry, all right. Yeah, they're stir-crazy. Oh, my. Oh, my. That's the truth. Me up, so. Yeah. All right. All right, Happy everybody. birthday to me. Talk to you later. All right. See you guys.
time for go to bed. <laughs> 